I got a new figure. That's fun. <laughs> um, of what? Of Tengen from Demon Slayer. I don't know who that is, but I'm sure I'll meet him soon enough. Yeah, I think when you watch Fruits Basket, you'll love Ayame. He's, I guess, white-haired, but also semi-silver hair. That works, too. I do variations. Technically, yeah. um, Princess Serenity has silver hair, but it's, you know, drawn white. Yeah. Variations work. Because technically, Tengen's hair is silver, but white. <laughs> yeah. And Ayame is the most extra person you will ever meet in anime. Great. Hello, and welcome to OK But Hear Me Out, a healthy conversation podcast about our favorite fandoms and latest obsessions. I'm your host, Cassie. And I'm Lisa. And on this podcast, our friends and I will be trying to convince each other to dive into our latest favorites. This podcast is mostly geared towards anime slash manga. However, we have many not-so-guilty pleasures that we'd be happy to share. I was really hoping something would happen. This is the first episode of the new year. I wanted something Sorry. to happen before the disclaimer. No, we're going to start off strong. I got a new uh, mic. We're doing better things. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's true. We did, before we started recording, have like 30 to 45 minutes of technical issues you know? with Lisa's brand new mic that her sisters got her for Christmas. Yay. You guys can hopefully hear me better now. <laughs> yeah, we're going to see what happens when I edit. But I'm sure it's fine. It sounds fine to me. I hope so. Yeah. Awesome. So... Before we get started, we have a rule. If you don't know the rule, if this is your first episode, then let me tell you what our one and only rule is. It is that our feelings are canon, meaning that our feelings are real to those that are feeling them, so we shouldn't bash others for having different ones than ours. Just because you can't understand what I'm feeling doesn't mean it's any less real, and the same goes for you. I may not understand what you're going through, but I can see that they're very real to you, so let's just try to be respectful of other people's feelings. Please and thank you. Awesome. So now that we know the role of the podcast, let's start the conversation. Also, mm. Happy New Year. I know we've mentioned the New Year, but Happy New Year, everyone. Happy New Year. It's going to be a good one. I'm putting it out there. You're putting it out this year is going to be a good year? Okay. Yeah. We've had we'll enough. We'll see what happens stuff. in our review <laughs> at the end of the year. <laughs> All right. So we're going to start the conversation. Lisa, you're going first. Yay. Pressure. <laughs> All right. So today I'm going to be talking about the case study of Vanitas. And I'm going to be talking about Code Geass, which is like the short version because the full name is Code Geass, Lucia the Rebellion. Okay. Yeah, it's going to be great. <laughs> All right, Lisa, and go. So I'm mainly talking about the anime because I read some of the manga, but I stopped because mood reader. So we're going to talk about the anime, and I'm going to cool. continue the manga because I really like the anime. Anyway, so the case study of Vanitas is set during 19th century Paris, kind of like an alternate reality. Oh. And vampire Noe meets and teams up with a self-proclaimed vampire doctor named Vanitas. Okay. Vani vampire what? And vampire doctor? Vampire doctor. He's self-proclaimed. Oh. Yeah. It's not like... An official job, 
but no, oh, he's just but, like, yeah, I'm a doctor and I'm a doctor for vampires. Yeah, well, there's a reason for it. <laughs> okay. Um, so Vanitas goes around and heals other vampires from a malnomen that causes them to predict, to predict, wow, to behave predatory against their will. So they have like an insatiable need for blood, like what you would think of a stereotypical vampire. Okay. And what's it called again? I've already lost. <laughs> Malnomen. Malnomen. So it's like a It's like disease. a disease, kind of. Okay. Yeah. So these vampires become curse bearers. And Vanitas, with his grimoire called the Book of Vanitas, goes around to help heal them. Okay. Because they're not normally like what no. we think of as typical vampires, like bloodthirsty and whatever. No, they're just regular people of society. Most don't even know that they're... Like, most other humans don't know that they're vampires until one of their, like, vampire traits comes out. But if they're not, like, bloodthirsty, they're not predatory, they're not evil, they're just part of society. I kind of like that. They're just, yeah. it's just normal. Yeah, pretty much. Okay, cool. It's it's a dark fantasy. It has steampunk vibes. Oh, I love steampunk. Yeah, the it's very pretty. That's part of my point. That's like the main gist, like the simplest gist I could give without spoiling too much of it. Okay. I feel like a lot of my synopsis <laughs> spoils it. I'm trying to be better at that. How did you go back and rewatch or re-listen to some stuff? <laughs> yes. No, I feel like I could be that way too. So don't feel bad. It's, I'm going like, to try I get, harder. Yeah, I get like so happy and passionate about it. I'm like, here's everything that's ever happened ever. <laughs> <laughs> and the point is to convince you to watch it so i'm like no <laughs> dial it back convince me convince the audience we're telling people about things that we like because we need other people to talk about the things that we like with yeah i feel like this one's a little bit underrated as well because i i know it has like a fan base but i haven't seen a lot of hype around it yeah and it's not it's an not an older manga because it came out in like 2015 and the anime came out last year. Oh my gosh, I didn't yeah. write any notes. I'm I've awful. like vaguely heard of it. I think it's been recommended to me on like Funimation or whatever it was. Mm -hmm. But I never clicked on it. I didn't know what it was about. Yeah, because the anime ran from July 2021 to April of 2022. So it's still relatively new. And it's still ongoing. So because there are like a lot of animes now that are still being published so when the not published mangas now that are still being published so when the animes start they kind of have to slow down a little bit because they'll catch up well that happened in the older times in the before times too but they just decided to make their own endings yeah, instead of waiting for the stuff. manga to finish yeah i think now people are like no we don't want to do fillers <laughs> let's just do the whole thing yeah but yeah, because it currently has 10 volumes. It's still ongoing, but only 24 episodes. And I believe this stops in like volume, I want to say four. I don't remember. Okay. Anyway. Yeah. So here are my reasonings why I think you should watch it and others should enjoy. It's very funny for a dark fantasy. I was going to say, didn't you just say it was a dark fantasy? No, yeah, I did. And it, it has its dark point, points, dark parts. It does. But there's a lot of comedy interjected into it mm. which I wasn't expecting because like I said I read it but I stopped for a bit so I forgot some stuff but then watching it I was like oh yeah these two are really funny 
Yeah, I remember you messaging me and <laughs> before the new year even started, you were just like, I'm starting to watch this and I'm it's so dark. I'm at a dark place already. The new year hasn't even started. So I'm glad it has funny moments. Yeah, well, it was because, you know, tragic backstories as they so often are. Yes. And I'm like, geez, this is really sad. And then they cut to a scene between Vanitas and Noe and they're just like fighting, but not fighting with each other. It's hilarious. <laughs> okay. But it's because like the two of them kind of have an interesting relationship. So they're not friends, but they're not enemies, you know? Okay. Frenemies, if you will. <laughs> So, and it's funny because no way constantly says how he doesn't like Vanitas. He's like, no, I don't like you, but I want to work with you and help you with your goal. Because like, no I way I don't is, like you, but I like what you're doing. Yeah, because no way essentially is trying to find, or he was trying to find the book of Vanitas to study it, and then he finds Vanitas with the book, and he goes, "Great, there's my goal. I'm going to help you do your thing because I'm interested in this artifact that you have." And Vanitas is just extra. <laughs> you know, I love dramatic characters and he is very dramatic. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But he's very funny. So I like that. There are scenes with the two of them. They kind of rib a little bit like siblings sometimes and then not. So I, I like that there are like a lot of funny scenes interjected in this very intense and sometimes a little violent anime. Okay. Yeah, because I know how... I always try to think, oh, how am I going to present this to you? Because I know you're not the hugest <laughs> fan of violence and blood I'm and all that. I'm a fluffy person on the inside. Exactly. So, <laughs> And it's funny because I'm like, a lot of the shows that I was watching or researching for this year, I'm just like, these are so not her type. How am I going to do this? Hey, you chose your own subjects, I ma'am. did. I did. Because yeah, I'm... I like fluffy stuff, but there's just more access to the non-fluffy stuff. That is very true. Unfortunately. So, you know, I'm not trying to corrupt you and be like, hey, watch all this angst and violence. But the stories around them are also very interesting. The character development with these characters and Vanitas, especially with Noe and Vanitas themselves, is very interesting. They have a lot of other side characters that have their own minor journeys that are just cool and interesting to watch. Does that make sense? Yes. Cool. <laughs> I like that you're just like checking in with me throughout. Like, are, are you still with me? You're good. Okay. Are you hearing me out? I yeah. can't, don't know. Yeah. <laughs> so that was one of my first points is that the actual show is can be really funny. Like it is a dark fantasy and it has a lot of intense moments and trauma, if you will. But it does have moments when you just, it breaks it up and you don't even realize it until you start laughing and you're like, oh, cool. Thank you. Catharsis. <laughs> okay. So my second point, this anime kept me on my toes. So like I mentioned with me, like laughing with all the darker stuff that does happen, there are a lot mm -hmm. of like twists and plot points that I just wasn't expecting to come at once, uh. especially in the first season. You know, there's like a couple of arcs that happen in a way and I was just not expecting all that to happen at once so I like watching it and I'm just like okay what's gonna happen next and continuing with their I story like an anime that just kind of keeps you wondering like mysteries I like mysteries yeah. and that's the thing with this one is like the first episode no way kind of tells you how the story ends which you know is a very popular excuse me a popular trope that happens 
in stories to like you know what's going to happen but you follow the journey you know mm-hmm. especially like my hero is a good example Deku's always talked about his me like the number one or the top hero I forget the actual yeah word. and you're like okay cool how are you gonna get there so this one no way essentially tells us that he's gonna kill Vanitas oh that takes a turn that I was not expecting yeah yeah same and I was like oh my gosh this is so interesting yada yada so this is the story of how I kill Vanitas and I'm like what I'm sorry <laughs> explain uh <laughs> exactly so we're not there yet in the anime like I said it's only the first season and it's still ongoing I feel like I know why when you watch like the journey I feel like I understand why I think it's going to be like a sacrificial type thing not just a, a malicious thing yeah and I, yeah I get a little bit more of that with the few chapters I did read so I'm like okay it's probably going to be one of those things that they do sometimes in anime where they have to kill a person, but it's not necessarily because they want to. It's for like the greater good or whatever. Yeah, that's what and I feel. The other person who happen. has to die is like, I'm willing to make the sacrifice or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and why? I, I, I can see or, that kind of happening now because of the bit of character development we've already gotten with Vanitas yeah. himself. But I wonder if they're talking about Vanitas the person or the grimoire. Well, that's what I thought initially. I thought they were talking about... Because Vanitas, the human, named himself after the first vampire of the Blue Moon. Sorry, I should explain this earlier. There are two types of like vampire societies. The Blue Moon Society and the Red Moon. Okay. And Vanitas names himself after Vanitas the Blue Moon vampire. But that vampire is no longer alive. So I thought maybe, oh, you're going to kill that actual vampire. No, they take that out immediately. <laughs> mm. Yeah, the reason why he does the vampire, I don't want to spoil it for you. There's a reason why he has to kill the vampire Vanitas. I don't know. I, I'm i squinting my eyes because I'm trying to. I'm trying to figure out how to make this compelling. <laughs> no, it's okay. Just continue with your points because I. <laughs> I think it's probably going to be one of those things that I don't fully understand and or I'm going to keep making theories because I do the same thing. Mm -hmm. I do the same thing with my hero Yeah. because he's like, this is how I become the world's greatest hero. And then as the story keeps going, especially right now. Oh, yeah. With everything that's happening in the in the well in the anime, but also in the manga, I'm just like you know there are more than one ways somebody could become the greatest hero, and I'm like I don't like any of these ideas. I'm putting them out of my brain. Well, that's what I part of like what I mean by this is keeping me on my toes because I'm like, why would you have to kill? Because in my head I was like, oh, he's not doesn't mean the actual human vampire, the human vanitas. He meant the vampire vanitas, and then they show a backstory, and you're like, cool, so that's gone. So as I'm watching it and watching their relationship and I'm just like, what's going to turn that causes no way to be like, all right, I have to kill Vanitas. Like, what is the reason? I'm still thinking it's a sacrificial thing. I don't know. So I'm going to continue watching it. They haven't really put out any information on season two. So I'm going to continue reading it because I'm impatient. And hopefully (laughs) one of my theories that's out there (laughs) will prove true or maybe my theory will be completely wrong and I will just be like oh this was not where I thought this was going this yeah. this series has gotten me very interested and compelled so I'm excited to keep going with it uh, one of my last points I really like the main antagonist they have a really cool design so my thing is with this I'm a little confused with the antagonist's name I call it Namia but I think it has two names 
it's a weird shadowy figure with like this distorted voice and the way it comes out throughout the series is like like the shadow man haha that's a good thing for you envision the shadow man and his like shadow puppets he kind of reminds me of that does that make sense like I'm not making sense here. <laughs> Starting off the year is so great. So good, yeah, right? Already right. confused. <laughs> it's the the main like the antagonist, the main point of it is to steal the true name of the vampires. That's what corrupts the vampires. Whoops. Oh, it's one of those where they have like a name that they give everyone else and like a true name. Yes. So that's how Vanitas heals the vampires. He gets their true name back. And this Namia, Namia, I always pronounce it wrong. They are trying to corrupt as many vampires as possible, and they've been following No Way throughout their lives. So it's interesting to watch from the backstory of all these characters how this one figure has just been a constant source of danger and sadness. But do they know it's there? Yes. But if they know that this thing is causing them to be corrupted, why would they give it their true name? It's 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 very manipulative. It doesn't outright go give me your true name it causes like hallucinations and it inputs thoughts kind of Mm. yeah it's not like outright going i'm gonna steal your name it kind of it manipulates its victims which is the sad part about it because they don't realize it until it's too late i want you to watch it okay what you're watching there's a it's, a it's very mysterious in case you didn't get that this is a mysterious type of show yeah, and there's a lot think going that's on why you're having a hard time explaining it to me because i the more you explain it the more confused I get. <laughs> there are multiple layers to this story and it's only one season wow. so far so it's like an onion like an onion okay they have layers <laughs> yes okay all right i'm gonna wrap this up for you so okay besides those points where I, it's funny it has good character development i like the main antagonist i think it's an interesting antagonist to keep you engaged in the story and why they are the way that they are i think the animation is great it's really pretty i'm not technical in these terms so forgive me but it they it feels like it has like different textures like it's 3d and 2d at the same time and that's not exactly it but it's like classic animation for like the regular characters and the setting and then the antagonist is sort of like a little bit 3d type of thing kind of but it's not cgi like i don't know the technical terms for it i wouldn't even know where to start to look it up when i was doing my research but it's i'll call them like different fabrics if you will okay yeah i think it's it's just it's interesting how they are put together because you You've watched Demon Slayer, so you've seen how like that's kind of like 2D and, and 3D together. Similar? Does that make sense? Uh, you mean like when they're just like doing everyday things and then whenever he like slashes a demon, suddenly there's like weird water coming out? Yeah. <laughs> like that's not the same animation with Case Study, but that's that's the visual I'm trying to put in your head. It's like, I wanna, I'm going to send you pictures. We can't do that on a podcast, unfortunately. <laughs> But I'm going to send so that you can get it. <laughs> okay. But it's just, I think it's a very great animation. And, and because it's like so underrated, I don't see a lot of people talking about it. And I don't see many animes that have a similar type of animation. I mean, there could be, but I just haven't seen those animes yet. But 
I think it's it, it's very versatile and it's just a cool juxtaposition between the regular steampunk 19th century Paris setting and all the antagonists that come up. See, I already forgot you talked about it being steampunk. <laughs> Ow! I just hit my elbow. There is so much happening in this anime that I already forgot that. I got lost. I'm sorry. Okay. It's okay. It's like, I want to say everything that, that goes on here, but there's so much and it's such a sh- there's only 24 episodes for this season so it's like short and a lot goes on okay <laughs> but it it's like in like, like a genre of steampunk because it has like a mixture of that type of look and feel okay okay well that's that's it okay that's it <laughs> um, i was like how can i end this for you i don't know i feel like i confused you so i'm like yeah that's it it's a pretty okay. anime about vampires you might like it <laughs> okay sure <laughs> I will consider it. <laughs> Let's uh, move on then to my topic. I'm going to talk about Code Geass from Lelouch of the Rebellion. <laughs> His name always trips me up. So the summary. I did my absolute best just to write my own summary this time. So bear with me because I'm awful at summaries. So Code Geass is about a boy named Lelouch who is a prince of the kingdom of Britannia that's now living in, uh, well, it's called Ariel 11, but it's formally, quote unquote, known as Japan. So the kingdom of Britannia took over Japan and renamed it Ariel 11. Okay. Yeah. He wants to take down the kingdom of Britannia, but doesn't know how until one day a mysterious girl person i think she's technically a girl but she might just be an a person an entity but she bestows him with a power called a gios which basically allows him to command others to do things when they look into his eyes okay with this power he becomes this masked leader of the rebellion against the kingdom of britannia okay (laughs) are you with me yes okay I should note, before I go on to my talking points, though, that he wants to take them down because he feels slash knows that the Kingdom of Britannia slash his father, who is the king, uh, is responsible for the death of his mother and responsible for crippling and blinding his younger sister. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. His main drive is to get revenge for his mother's death, but also to create a better life for his sister. He just kind of goes about it in a very dark way. (laughs) Well, that's traumatic, so I'm not surprised. It's hard to explain, but yes. Anyway. (laughs) Both of us struggling. Yeah. Basically, his younger sister is blind and crippled, and he wants to create a better world for her, and he decides to become the leader of a rebellion after getting this power. So the first talking point I have, it is like Code Kiosk is really good at genre blending. It has its moments where it's like mecha, but it also has its moments where it's slice of life school anime. And because of these moments, it's kind of hard to put Code Kiosk into one anime category. But that also means that if one style isn't like your type, it's okay because it's likely to give you a little taste of something else. So there's kind of something in it for everyone. I know Mecca is not for everyone. And Mecca's not really my genre. I don't like a lot of Mecca anime. But like, again, it's it has these moments of like they're in school and it has these moments where there's battles. They just happen to have 
giant robots at times. <laughs> I also, my other point, second point, is Lelouch is kind of a morally gray character with a whole chess plan. He is one of those chest, like chest, hello. He is one of those chess playing types when he's um, like on the battlefield or something is happening. He's always like imagining like a chessboard in his mind because everything it's not like a game because he takes it seriously, but it is in his mind. It's like a chess game and he just feels like he has to outmaneuver the other person in order to win. That's an interesting strategy. Yeah. Also, like it was kind I don't know if this was a popular trope, but I know that Death Note was kind of the same way. Again, I have not watched Death Note for anybody listening to this. I've never watched Death Note. I don't know that much about Death Note other than that the main character is like a chess player. Like the whole thing is like planned out in his mind, like his whole strategy. <laughs> I've, I've seen Death Note. Yeah, you have. Okay, so I've heard again when I was doing my research, a lot of people can like compare Lelouch to whoever the main character in Death Note is. I don't know what their names are, but or wait, I think it's uh, L or Light, Light, Light. something like that. Mm-hmm. Light. Anyway, there's um, an L. Um, <laughs> good. Continue. I don't know how it works. I just know vaguely of things. Okay. What was I talking about? Oh, yeah. He's a morally great character. So I think that makes Lelouch a very intriguing protagonist because even though he has, like, this clear vision with a specific goal in mind, he kind of charges full force to accomplish them. Hmm. But, again, everything in his mind is like a chess game. And it can sometimes make him misstep, but the way he gets back on trap is uh, – not trap, like, back on track is truly amazing because – yeah, just the way he tries to figure out his strategy. Like, I don't know. The way when they – when in animes or even in, like, movies and stuff, like the – I remember the Sherlock movie with uh, Robert Downey Jr. The way they – in this case, with the way they animate how his plan is working out in his mind yeah. is just – it's so fascinating. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I can – I see what you're talking about. And I yeah. do love that. Yeah, I really like when they – when how they do that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So my other point, my next point – the way his plan is presented and unfolds is extremely well done. And you know, I love a good mystery. We literally talked about that when you were talking about Funny Tess, mm-hmm. that I just, I love a good mystery. And this one had me on the edge of my seat and guessing the whole time because, so it's only two seasons. I don't think there was a manga for it, or if there was, it might've come after the anime. I could be very wrong about that. I'm trying to remember, but it's only two seasons Though, actually, now that I think about it, I think there might have been a continuation movie that I haven't watched. Anyway, this particular part of the story is only two seasons. The first part of the second season will get you because you don't understand what happened because it kind of starts the same way the first season starts. But the last five episodes, especially, like if you go and watch this, which I'm putting into universe, you will watch this. (laughs) When you go and watch this, I think it's like the last five or so episodes. You're just going to have to watch them all together because those episodes is when you're seeing his whole master plan unfold. And it just had me in a whole puddle of tears. Like, it was so good. <laughs> when I think about great endings, I always talk about Fruits Basket. I know I talked about that when we talked about Fruits Basket. Of course, it is one of my hands-down favorite endings of anything written ever. But this ending, I have to say, is also up there because I wasn't expecting it. And it's kind of bittersweet but I actually kind of like it that it's bittersweet because of how well done it was. 
and how masterfully Lelouch was able to accomplish all his goals, even though it's like in a way that you don't really expect. Okay. <laughs> Are you still with me? Yeah. Okay. Again, he plays like this whole chess game this whole time and then stuff happens and you're like, well, what happened with that? And then as the, as the last episodes are unfolding, you're like, oh my gosh, I cannot believe this is happening. <laughs> it's so good. My last point before I get to my wrap-up points is kind of a side point, but I think it's equally as important. And it is that Clamp played a huge part in the character design, hmm. which, you know, I love Clamp because yes. they are the creators of Carcaptor Sakura. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they, and it makes a lot of sense, too, because one of the characters kind of looks like Shaoran, which is from Carcaptor Sakura. And I don't remember if I knew that or not, but when I was doing my research, I was like, oh my gosh, I feel like I remember that. They are <laughs> part of, like, they didn't have, like, final say over, but they did help with the character design. So, amazing. So, I have some wrap-up points. My first one is just to be aware for you or anyone listening that Code Geass is a little older and it does have some fan service, which, I mean, I feel like every anime has a little bit of fan service. However, I think that it is still great. And I think that one of my resources from epicstream.com, it agrees that if you can get past that the older animation style and the, the fan service, the story underneath is well worth it. And I completely agree that sometimes the animation style is like, that's so that's interesting the facial expression like especially when they have like that dark expression or the troubled expression there are just so many different facial lines that you may not be used to in anime or like I guess I don't even want to I don't want to call it smoother anime but that's the word that's coming to mind okay this anime has a lot more harsher lines which is fine Hmm. but sometimes I feel like that may throw people off (laughs) if you can get past that the story is amazing and is well worth it and my second wrap-up point, since the ending is so different, I feel, it may leave some unsatisfied. But again, I think that is exactly what makes it even better than you would expect. So please give it a chance. I promise it won't disappoint you. Mm. Yes, it has a bittersweet ending. But again, I think that makes it, that's what part of the reason it makes it so amazing. Because you don't expect how the ending unfolds. I would just, a puddle of tears. I will repeat again, a puddle of tears. I also will note before we get into anything that it can be watched on Funimation and Netflix currently, both subbed and dubbed. Oh, mine is on Hulu. (laughs) Subbed and dubbed. (laughs) Gotcha. So that's all I have. Mm -hmm. I only had two resources this time. I have one, one is from the epicstream.com about why Code Geass is so great. And then I also linked the Code Geass wiki page. I know a lot of people have problems with Wikipedia. I have problems <laughs> with Wikipedia, but I actually kind of liked some of the things that were in this page. So that's why I linked it. I have a YouTube video. I feel like this creator definitely <laughs> explained it better than I do. Hence okay. YouTube page. And the video is called Why the Case Study of Vanitas is Pure Art, I Assure You. It's a short, like, 13-minute video. Okay. Maybe I'll give that a watch. Cause yeah, maybe he'll convince you better than I am. You. No, that, that's completely valid. I am not faulting you for that. Yeah, because I, I feel 
lost <laughs> by your explanation. I'm sorry. Love you. <laughs> so move on to segments. We talked about before that you didn't really have a recommendation. Yeah, I was trying to find something similar, but I don't. I mean, I have like <laughs> recommendations that are similar in look-wise, vibe-wise to me, yeah. but not similar in story. Yeah. That's fair. See, I told you that I don't really have a recommendation because when I look up, what should you watch if you watch this? Everyone said Death Note, but I've never watched Death Note. So I don't know, but I do know that the main characters are that similar genius chess player types. Okay. And, oh, this is where I also in my notes, I put that there is a movie of Code Geass that I just haven't watched yet. So if you're looking for more Code Geass content, there's a movie. I guess I could recommend maybe like Black Butler or Moriarty the Patriot. They're similar look wise. I was going to say, just from <laughs> seeing the covers, I could, I was like, yeah, I could see that. Yeah. I mean, like, not if you want the vibe of like, I guess, 19th century and steampunk. I'm well, not steampunk so much. But yeah. Yeah. So we'll go with those. <laughs> okay. I will note before I forget. Death Note can be watched on Crunchyroll and Netflix currently, mm-hmm. and the Code Geass movie can be watched on Crunchyroll as well as Amazon Prime. I also, before we move on, I have a fun fact. Okay. So I don't have like any merch or anything really for this episode, but I will say that I have Johnny Young Bosch's signature on a picture of Lelouch because my friends know him and we helped him at a few a few times at his booth at a few conventions. Yeah, he is the English voice actor for Lelouch. He is also, for anybody who doesn't know, he is also the English voice actor for Ichigo from Bleach. Oh, I have a fun fact for you, kind of. Really? <laughs> yeah, so the English VA for Vanitas, oh my gosh, I know words, <laughs> <laughs> is uh, Zeno Robinson. He's also the English VA of Hawks in My Hero. Oh. And I know how much you love My Hero, so there you go. There's a connection. I do love my hero yes well that's fun (laughs) how do you i know that we talked about me being confused before we move on to the ending Mm -hmm. but i feel like we kind of skip this part sometimes or we just kind of throw it in here randomly so i'm just putting it in there that maybe we should talk about like oh yeah i think i might give this a chance or i might not because i'm gonna watch that video you're gonna put you're (laughs) gonna send me so i can put it in the the description slash show notes see my thing is i feel like what you would like a lot about these shows that I recommend will spoil this show for you. So what you're saying is I shouldn't watch the video? I mean, it doesn't say everything. So I think you should. I think it does give her more precise. Because it doesn't tell you all the things that I, that would be spoiled for you. Essentially, it gives you maybe a couple of spoilers for the first three episodes, which is not the worst. Okay. So I would yeah, recommend it. That's not bad if it's just like the first couple episodes. That's yeah, it doesn't give you in depth of everything that happens. Okay. Which is my problem because I always want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, there are times that I'm like, I'm going to talk about this, but that's not really a spoiler because it happens like in the first episode or whatever. Yeah. Anyway, how do you feel about Code Geass? Well, I had planned on watching it anyway. <laughs> The main oh. reason I didn't was because you mentioned that you wanted to talk about it. Fabulous. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So I was it ready is... to like, like predetermined to watch it anyway. <laughs> good, good, good. Hooray. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad. Okay, cool. So 
it has come down to the end. Here's the end of the episode. We're talking about our plugs. So if you would like to be a part of the conversation, you can follow me, Cassie, on Twitter and Instagram at SassyKCreates. And you can follow me, Lisa, at TikTok. At TikTok? Yeah. <laughs> at TikTok uh-huh. or Instagram, both at Bway underscore baby 425. And if you have any respectful thoughts, feelings, better explanations than Lisa had about the case anybody does. I have hit or misses, guys. <laughs> it's okay. Please let us know. And perhaps, you know, if you want us to be as obsessed with something as you are, you can visit my website, sassycassie.com, where there is a recommendation page. And where all other manners of the abyss have gathered. <laughs> if you, <laughs> further, if you'd like to support me, you can visit me on my YouTube channel, which is under Sassy Cassie. We also have a Patreon, which is under Sassy Cassie as well. Or you can leave us a review and tell us how we're doing. Speaking of which, I'm going to have to shout out Tyler again. Because he left us a little message. Oh? Yeah. I think it was on the Heartstopper one where we shouted him out anyway. <laughs> he says, yay, shout out. Also obsessed with both topics in this episode. I really hope you both give the other topic a chance. So mm-hmm. thank you, Tyler. Yes, I did give Heartstopper a chance. She did. She's a I even read it. <laughs> I watched it and I read it mm-hmm. up till volume four, whatever has come out published. Yes, volume four. Yeah. So, yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you all again for, oh my goodness, I lost my train of thought. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you all again for being a part of the conversation and hearing us out. Thank you.